Hello and welcome to the second Link Adelaide podcast. Today we're going to have a chat to the girls of I'm Perfection, which is playing at the moment at Higher Ground. And also I just want to give a quick plug to Two, which is playing at the Director's Hotel Wednesday to Saturday at 7.30pm. It's set in a pub and you can grab a drink before and after the show and during the interval as well. Make sure you check it out. It's great fun. I am stage managing so I have to declare an interest there. Uh, but other than that, here are the cast of I'm Perfection. Hi. Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Hi, How, are How are you? Doing good. Great. Good. good. So I've got Crystal, yes. Lucy and Georgie. Yes. yes. So we're here to talk about your new show, Imperfection, and you're yeah. here today at High Ground to set everything up. Oh, yes. yes. So you have a massive tip. Time to oh, check yes. And we're going yeah, to set up a set and everything. Painting yeah. our little hearts it's a bit out. like arts and craft today, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So when you get to Towards the end of the day, we've got Rory Walker, our mentor. Um, I got a mentorship through Helpman Academy, and Rory's coming in and been working with us a little bit, just mentoring, basically showing what we've done, and then he comes and gives us an opinion. So he's doing that at 4 o'clock today, so tight sketch. Do you get any rehearsal time today, apart from when Rory comes in? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it all depends on... um, Obviously, getting it set up and things like that. Um, we obviously can't use some of the set pieces because we've just painted them. So, which might be hilarious, you know, on opening night, Lucy might get white feet. We pretty much on Friday finished writing it or yeah, tweaking sort of it. Tweaking a few and I added a couple of joining scenes. So, yeah, it's yeah. still very much like it's going to be just done. But that'll be kind of exciting because it's all still fresh and new and yeah. scary. Um, it's for us, not being play, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's evolving. Creative. And it will still be developing um, throughout the season, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been you guys working to create the whole thing with Lisa? Um, we initially started um, when we were graduating from AC Arts and uh, I don't know, we just we came up with the idea that we wanted to work together initially um, and then Peter Dunn said, why don't you create something yourself? Why don't you create something yourself? <laughs> oh, that was, that was very yeah. Funny. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> and then so we decided we would do that, and um, because we all believe that um, you know bullying is still such a huge issue for a lot of people these days, um, and it's an issue that's targeted but never really resolved. Mm-hmm. So I guess we want to give it a go at just having a look at a leg of a, a type of bullying. a different aspect, a diff- and, yeah, and our stories as well. And like I'm a great believer in in that bullying is isolating, and it's I think the more people talk about it. Because it's sort of like, you know, every, everyone does go through it at some stage, some stage, and it's sort of, we worked around, like, talked about the idea of um, those who bully get bullied, and it's like, you know, if you have an older sibling, or even a younger sibling, um, who just bullies you all the time, then, you know, you might bully some other kids at school because you feel a little bit insecure, yeah. or... It's definitely something that everyone can relate to, and it, it still happens to adults in the workplace all the time, and um, I even had it happen to me a little while ago at my workplace, and it was someone that was younger than me, but I was new on the job, and they were just so rude and bossy, and I was thinking, you're insecure, and you're making me feel really bad about myself to make yourself feel better, and it's just interesting that it never, um, a lot of people don't grow out of it, it's not something that you do grow out of, and it's something that needs to be addressed, and it's, it's also something that's hard to define, I know it sounds sort of whack to say that girls um, have it different to boys, they do in some ways, it's a little bit harder to detect, 
bullying with girls sometimes because they won't say anything, they won't call you a name, they might not and is it beat you up or anything. It's psychological. It could be a look. It can be a look, and it's just the knowledge. It's just excluding it's someone. Not, it's not necessarily harder to detect. We can't sort of say no, that, not at but all. It's, but it's just a different way of looking at it. I mean, and I guess because we are girls, we know like the ins and outs of what it feels like to be in a group of girls and have everyone all of a sudden turn on you and you go I don't understand what I just did but obviously pack mentality makes them go that person is just not worthy of being this group anymore and things like that so we've always been told that like you should write about what you know and we know about bullying from a woman's perspective and a young girl's perspective so but yeah it is interesting and hopefully men will come along and be able to relate to it and understand the stories and something hopefully the school kids that do come along are going to get something out of it yeah so you're looking effect. to in the future tour this show yes yeah. yeah that was always the idea we had um yeah this is like one of two two projects i think main ideas yeah. that we've got with you know bullying such a broad scope and the one we're doing now is about media bullying and uh, particularly girls magazines and which is fashion all, magazines yeah, in fashion general magazines like those and, those big named magazines that just you know majority of them you flick over the first page it's an advert and then for the next six pages you're like okay so I'm not getting any information I'm just being told that okay this is the perfume you need to wear no no this is the perfume no wait wear this lipstick this perfume this uh, it's, it just it, you feel like you've been bombarded with stuff over and over things and over, you're supposed to be an idea that you're supposed to be that uh, maybe never came into your mind until you looked at magazines or was told by other people that oh you're supposed to look this certain way and in terms of being actresses, well, I suppose you come across a lot of part of your work involves the way you look. So, how much pressure do you find as actresses in terms of how you should look? Well, it's, it's actually quite huge, and you don't realise it um, initially. I guess when you first think about being an actor, you're like, "Well, I just love playing and having that chance to get up on stage and do stuff." But the more, the, I guess, the more a part of the industry you become, you start to realise that you know. Um, once we've all graduated, we realise we're actually competing against our mates who look very similar to us to, for the same roles and things like that. So you've got to keep yourself fine-tuned so they might look at you and go, oh, this person's this different because, you know, their hair's a slightly different colour or, you know, they're more toned or whatever. So it, it does, it really affects you in this industry. It's and it's, yeah, it's about casting. If they want a blonde person, they're going to look for blonde people, you know, unless they really like a particular person. But... Yeah, you are going to be cast by how you look um, a lot of the times. When we went and met some of the agents, I remember them talking about that to us and saying you should keep yourself in shape because you're young and that's what you are. And it's just interesting to hear those sort of points of view. Yeah. Um, but also, it's not. It's the funny thing is the more um, graduates I've got to know from the other schools as well and from years above us, a lot of the men are actually quite aware of their own appearance and quite. They, they talk about weight loss and they talk about keeping toned and, oh, I haven't been to the gym this week and, oh, I'm getting a bit flabby, which I am not used to hearing boys talk like that. And that's just sort of recently come to my attention. I think it's it's something that guys and girls can relate to and definitely in the industry of the chosen. It's very... It's an image-based industry, isn't it, really? But if you look across the board now with um, images of men and sportsmen, there are all these images of men now have to face. Absolutely. And as much as women have had to face in the past, it's probably more well-known that you guys have to face... It's really... It's on the increase, isn't it? There's a lot more... Mm. 
ideals about what men need to be, where they need to be a snag or whatever. Mm. It's a whole other market. Metrosexual. But it's, it's also was like if they if they had planned this um, way of sort of making everyone look a certain way. They started with women because they're like, oh, women are easy to break. We'll just do that. We'll start there. And then what they started to do is what we've noticed with some um, adverts. They target men through women. So they're like, women, you know, um, do you want your man to look like this or smell like this? And so you start to go, do I? Okay, maybe I do. So then the, the men start feeling pressure from the women to feel this way. And so now that they've sort of cracked that side of the market, now they're starting to go, okay, we can directly target men because they're starting to feel insecure about this stuff. So, and even in the way that men are portrayed in advertising to women. Yeah, too, yeah absolutely. That you've got to be this top of the ball romantic guy or you're portrayed as the dumbass. Doofus, yeah, going a tampon ad, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Which you know, those sorts of things like get on my nerves. You know, you sort of watch that. And he's like, oh, you know, what's this? It's like, come on, you know what these things are. Like, you're not men are cluey, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, it's really interesting because a lot of women don't want the you know um, Kendall look. Like, I like men because they're they're, they're men. They don't, look, they don't look like us, and they don't, yeah. in theory, care as much about their appearance wax or chest, or, yeah, or yeah. That. I mean, yeah. you know, it's each to their own as well. So, you know, if, if a man does want to, you know, really wax his chest or, you know, dye his hair or whatever, that's great for him if he wants to do it. He, doesn't, he shouldn't have to feel like he's pressured to do it. So that I think that's a different thing. Like, what we're yeah. looking at is if you go out there and you exercise because you, you want to be fit and, you're, you know, you want to feel healthy and whatever, then that's different to going out there and feeling like you have to do it because you have to look a certain mm. way. And a storyline of what, we're actually, what you're actually putting on is light as well as deep because we've gone through a lot of deep stuff um, in our chat now. Yeah, well, we didn't want to. Yeah, we didn't want to be a big downer um, or preachy. No, or we preachy. That away was, from. Well, that was definitely why we we had Lisa come in in the first place. Well, because we we're struggling, but yeah. we just need an outside view. And having Rory come in, and that was one of the first things we sort of asked him when he saw it for the first time. Are we being preachy? Because yeah, no one wants to sit through something yeah, like that. But um, no, there are definitely. Well, we're well, Lucy's got a comedy group, and we're quite. I think we've got good comic timing. Um, well, <laughs> we've apparently, been we have. Been told, so, <laughs> but we, yeah, so we, yeah. we like to add that, and I think that helps as well. You need to have both. We're yeah. taking the piss out of the yeah. media as well. Like that's the whole thing. Is like it is this heightened world where the media rules the world, and they tell you how to dress and how to look, and that's sinister. But at the same time, it's quite funny, and it is sending up that idea of these people that. Yeah. Are going yes, yes, that is beautiful. Yes, I love that. Yes, that's yeah. great. And it's so far removed from what people actually look like. And it's just um, it was taking it purely from some of the ads we saw, and just if you if you a different way of looking at them and how they've advertised and the words they use. If you look at it at an angle like this is ridiculous, it, it does. It all sounds stupid and funny, and you're imagining this. You know, weird person. Oh yes, oh, oh. <laughs> that's what it should be. I guess it was sort of like oh, yeah. um, we looked at a few things taken out of context. But um, I guess that's that's where um, the parody side comes into it because you know we, we're sort of taking it out of context and going, this is how it, it sounds. If you just if you just do it, like you know, because we don't realise how how much affected we are every day that we start to speak like the media and like yeah. it's all this conditioning stuff and, and it so, starts at a young age, so. With, with magazines, so kind of title of that in, hopefully. Or so just rough, roughly, what's the storyline? If you want a sort of linear story, it's um, it's sort of developed that my character is, like, it's a little bit of her journey. But the other characters, of course, have journeys, but it's, I guess, 
the audience would be relating to my character coming into this world. It's almost like if you've seen something like Australia or America's Next Top Model, yep. it's like following the journey of one of those girls that goes into the house for the first time and, and has to deal with all the stuff that gets thrown at her and she's, she, she's living her dream, she thinks. And then it's like, is this really what she wants? So that's sort of the storyline there without giving too much away. And before I go, Lucy, what's it like being a poster girl below Brad Light? I really hate it. <laughs> you do she loves it. You should see when we're putting the posters out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I walk around signing them. It's, it's, um, it's, it's surreal. I'm, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with it, but it's, um, you know, it stands up for the show and it's exactly what we're trying to say with it, so it's... I should just get over my ego. And if, <laughs> if it all goes wrong, you know, it's to your I can face just, on the poster. And I can just draw moustaches on them and no one will recognise me anyway, so, you yeah. know. So, yeah, Imperfection at High Ground until July 3. Imperfection or I'm Perfection. Whatever you like. Oh, OK. It's either or. Either or. I should have asked you before I started the interview. <gasps> no, no. I love it. Preparation. Do you know what? It, does, it doesn't actually matter. And that's what was so complete. We debated that for a long time. and. And it was me that was really stubborn and went, this is the way I want to write it, because yeah. I'm like that. Um, have the dash, so it's either or. Yeah, it's kind of like an either, either or. It's a, it's a play on it. Mm. And, um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's perfection or whatever. It's like, whatever. It's just whatever you like. Um, so hopefully people will get something out of the show with that. Either way, they can come yeah. and see it. Thank you very much, Crystal, Lucy and Georgie. Thank you, Steve. No worries, Steve. And Iron Perfection plays downstairs at Higher Grounds Art Base until Saturday. Tickets are at the door through webticketing.com.au or by calling 84105599. Thanks for sticking around. We'll be back with another Link Adelaide podcast real soon. Bye.